0: Hey everybody, welcome to today's Take Heart. Hope you're doing all right and coping okay with all the restrictions, whatever they are, where where you're living at the moment. Um, I want to take us back to the shore of Lake Galilee, 2,000 years ago. Jesus has this crucial conversation with Peter and it starts like this. John chapter 21 verse 15 says, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said feed my lambs and the conversation goes on and Jesus is really giving Peter his life's work which is to to feed his people to care for for those who are following him and uh, it's this massive deal of a conversation but the thing that struck me about it was that little sentence at the start it says when they had finished eating Jesus said to Simon Peter. And what happens just before this is that the disciples have been fishing all night. They haven't caught anything. Jesus helps them miraculously catch some fish when he appears on the shore. And then they, they, they pull the boat in and um, they're cold. Obviously, you'd be cold if you've been fishing all night. They're hungry. And what's Jesus got on, on the shore but a fire where he's grilling some fish and he's got some warm bread. And he says to them, come and have breakfast. And then after breakfast when it says, when they had finished eating, Jesus begins to have this really crucial conversation with Simon Peter. But the first thing is that they have breakfast together. And I just think that is fascinating that Jesus has got all this important stuff to say. And not just that, but there's incredibly important things to be done. You know, there is, there is a church to build. There is a world to reach. There is a gospel to proclaim. But first, you've got to have some breakfast. And Uh, what does this say about Jesus and the way that he meets with us today I think what it says is that we all have people to serve and we all have a call from Jesus just as Peter did to feed others but before that happens Jesus wants to make sure that he provides for us he wants to feed us and um there's lots of layers to this breakfast that they're having so one of the things is they're eating bread and fish and that, um, that was obviously a meal Jesus had provided for them but there's echoes in it of communion, uh, the bread and the wine and uh, in fact in, in the catacombs and in early churches the image of bread and fish was used as often as the image of the bread and the cup to speak of the communion. And so the image of obviously bread and wine, it represents, it symbolizes for us the body and the blood of Jesus, God's great provision for us in his son Jesus. And just as the disciples came to this breakfast uh, with, with cold bodies and with kind of hungry bellies and Jesus warmed them up and he filled them up, so too that's the great exchange that we, we experience when we come to know him. We come with our, our cold hearts and our hungry souls and he warms us up with his love and he fills us up with his life. He provides for us. Christianity, the great story of Christianity, is that we come and we bring only our need and we find in Jesus a love that satisfies that need. And yes, he sends us out as he sends Peter, to provide for the needs of others. But we never graduate beyond the point of bringing him our need. That's not something that we do at the start and then we don't need to do that any longer. This is like a, um, that's, that's what it is to be in relationship with God, to bring him our needs and to meet his provision in that. The provision of his love ultimately in Jesus. So, so there's that layer to the breakfast. Um, but I know if I was listening to this, one of my questions would be, you know what, it's lovely wonderful um to, to be reminded of the fact that that god provides our salvation he gives it to us freely in, in jesus but actually i'm really worried about my kids at the moment they've just started back at school and they're not doing too good or i'm worried about how am i going to pay the bills next month i'm worried about being made redundant i'm worried about my mum who's not very well and the other layer that's probably the more obvious one um to this breakfast is just that it's it's breakfast, you know, it's, it's not spiritual fish, it's a fish, it's real bread and he really is providing for their, their physical needs and one of the questions that I find helpful to just ask myself is a question that Paul poses to us, and I think it's in Romans chapter 8, where he basically says, you know, if God has given us his only son, will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Isn't that a great question just to ponder as we worry about the things of life? If God has provided for the great needs of my soul will he not also provide for the ordinary needs of my life? And um, again the way that the Christian journey starts is the way that it continues which is that he wants to provide for us. He wants to care for us in every way. Jesus sees disciples who are cold and hungry, and so he starts a fire and he makes them breakfast. And we talked about this in Take Hearts previously. He wants us to bring him our cares, our everyday cares, because he wants to provide for us. We're the sheep and he's the good shepherd. That's the way around this works. And so we can bring our stuff to him, knowing that that is his heart. And uh, another thing that's going on here is you might say, well, I'm not actually worried about paying the bills, but I'm just feeling flat. I'm feeling discouraged. And the disciples must, I imagine, have felt the same thing because they were fishing all night. They hadn't caught a single thing. Um, and uh, they must have felt pretty flat as they were kind of making their way back into the shore before Jesus turned up. And what I think is amazing about this breakfast, one of the things, is that... it just because I work in a particular way I'm so like particular about my time I'm all about trying to be efficient and stuff like that if I were Jesus I would think man I do care about the disciples and I want them to be warmed up and filled up but uh, I've got some things to do you know like running the universe so I'll send them some breakfast I'll call Uber and get an angel to drop off some kind of like bread and, you know, fish. And, and then when they've eaten, I'll turn up and I can have the important conversations with them and commission them. Um, but I'll just let them, you know, I'll send the breakfast on ahead of me. He doesn't do it that way. I'll tell you what I would have done if I was Jesus is I would have turned the breakfast into a breakfast meeting. <laughs> I, would have, I would have definitely multitasked. All right, we need to eat. I need to fill you guys up. But why, I would have, if, if I was it, it would have read, the text would have read, while they were eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, you know, feed my, feed my lambs, Pete. But it's after they ate that it happens. So what that tells us is they just sit and they just eat breakfast. They're just there with Jesus. Jesus has other things to do. He has a universe to oversee, but he just goes and sits and eats and actually serves the disciples their breakfast. Isn't that an incredible picture of Jesus, of our God? And I don't know if you've ever had a meal that fills more than just your stomach, but we all have. You know those meals where you go away and it hasn't just filled your stomach, it's filled your heart? And those meals uh, it's never because of the food, although good food make you know makes a difference but it's never really the food that fills your heart up it's the company and I'm willing to bet that it's it's those meals I know it is for me where there's no agenda it's just about enjoying each other's company that that you go away filled up from Jesus wants to have those kind of breakfasts with us and it doesn't need to be first thing in the morning over breakfast and You know, necessarily, it's not about that, but he wants us to regularly have those times where we come to him and he provides for us, where we attend to nothing but the feeding of our own souls. And it's hard when we're under pressure. The temptation is to go back to bad habits and old ways, like the disciples decided to go back to fishing in Galilee. Um, But uh, he meets us there anyway. And if we will prioritize coming to him and listening to him and being with him and not rushing away, then what we'll find is he will feed us in all the ways that matter. And when you've got a pressure to go and feed other people and there are all these demands pressing on you, jobs, kids, the stuff of life, I'm sure you're exactly the same as me and you think, I haven't got time. I haven't got time to do that today. And honestly, the wisest thing we can do is as often as we're able to, if we can every day, make space just to sit and to be, to sit in his company, to bring him our cares, to remind ourselves as we read the scripture and as we pray that he has provided for us in the most incredible and extravagant um, and ultimate ways. And he will continue to do that daily. And then when we receive that which is freely given to us, then we have something to give away to other people. There's a lot to do, virtually every day it seems, which is why breakfast with Jesus should always be the priority.